Welcome to Married at the Movies, a podcast where a married couple discusses their sometimes wildly different opinions on movies. In this episode, we round out our final weeks of Thanksgiving with looks at Dragnet, Greyhound, Nothing in Common, and Bachelor Party. Then we will reveal our final power hankings list. Wait, our what? Our power oh, hankings. hankings. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, All right, so let's dive right in. Uh, our Monday night movie was Dragnet. Sean, what did you think about this? It was uh, your typical buddy cop, goofy, screwball comedy. I mean, there's not a whole lot to it. Um, I found myself often thinking about the plot and then not caring about the plot mm-hmm. at all. I would just get back to the funny stuff, basically. I mean, it's a little convoluted in that there's like a a reverend guy who's yeah, like I honestly... making smut so that he can rise against smut. Oh, yeah, that's what it was about. I don't really remember yeah, <laughs> what, the, what they were actually chasing. It's pretty forgettable as far as story goes, but the comedy is definitely there. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, very funny in... You know, Dan Aykroyd mode. Yes. I feel like there's not, you know, much to be said. Tom Hanks in that great, like, mm-hmm. hotshot Tom Hanks, smart ass type mode. Yeah. And then um, some good performances from everybody else around them. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's not a lot there. But no. what is there is quality. It's it pretty funny. It was so much fun. I loved it. I laughed the whole time through. Uh, and you're right. I didn't, it didn't take itself too seriously that I didn't find myself saying like, well, wait, how did they figure that out? Or wait, that would never happen. I'm just, you know, and the, um, the film noir, uh, voiceover was just so ridiculous and funny. Um, you know, like narrating things sort of as they were happening or like, I told him this and we just see them like pantomiming what they were talking about. Uh, and it was just, yeah, it was so much fun. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. And it might not be quality writing, but it was just quality humor. I think there's quality writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, no need to denigrate the, the writers of it. Yeah. You know, as far as... I mean, if you look at the... the If you take away the humor and you look at the element of, like, detective oh, movie, yeah. it wasn't, like, this riveting, ooh, who did it, what's gonna yeah, happen? Yeah, it's not Chinatown. But, yeah, exactly. I mean, forget it, Monica. It's it, never gonna be. Oh, funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. there's really not a lot to say. Like, it's good, you know, don't mm. get us wrong. Like, go go watch it if you've never seen it. Like, yeah. it is your prototypical buddy cop movie, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it feels like it's right up there with, like, 21 Jump Street or, like, yeah. stuff that's being made today. It's even better than things like, um, what was the one with the two guys from New Girl? Let's Be Cops? Oh, yeah. That was yeah. funny. Yeah. It, was, it was funny enough, but I think Dragnet's Th- like less forgettable than that movie yeah. is. But. I would argue this is a movie that um, didn't necessarily need to be Tom Hanks. Or I should say, like, other people could have played it just as well. Sure, sure. But the he question good. <laughs> is, is it better off for having Tom Hanks? True. And I would say probably. Yeah. There's a lot of yelling. So yeah, there's right a lot there, of yelling. So right there, you know, that's, that's quality stuff. Yeah. I just mean it's not like... You're not sort of like bombarded with like this is Tom Hanks and yeah. he's doing all the Hanksy things that he does. Mm-hmm. Where it might have been just as funny with somebody else, but you're right, it it was plenty funny with Tom Hanks. Yeah, I'll say it could have been people other than Dan Aykroyd. I might have liked it a little bit. Better. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's just really good at that that role. So yeah. it it works. Yeah, I don't know. He's just a little 
you know, today he's not <laughs> as, yeah. as watchful as he was, you know, before he came out as a nut job. But, That's fair. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I won't hold that against the yeah. film. <laughs> so what did you uh, rank this movie? Dragnet. Let's see. My phone Rate. fell asleep right as you <laughs> asked me that. I gave it a eight and a half. Yeah, and as did I. We, uh, one of the handful of ones that we 100% agreed upon. Yeah. In mean, 85, it was a, it was an average B paper. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, yeah, it was good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could be better, but it could be worse. Yeah. For what it is, I, I think it's great. <laughs> I agree. Great. All right. Then, uh, moving on to our next movie, uh, was Greyhound. Now this is only the second one on our whole list that we actually had to watch separately. Uh, we didn't watch uh, this third, one. I think. Together. Oh, I thought it was only Green Mile. It was Green Mile and the one after Green Mile. I thought, wasn't it? Oh, maybe not. I, I thought I thought we only didn't watch two of them together. Yeah, it could be. Whatever. Uh, so, I also noticed that you didn't uh, use my intro in which I included a pun. <laughs> yes, I that, know. <laughs> that hurts me a little bit, to be honest. It's hurtful. I can record it again if you want. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Comment below in the uh, Instagram post or email us at uh, marriedmoviespodcast at gmail.com if you want to know what the pun was. Yeah. Or come up with your own, or, actually. It probably could have been better than Yeah, mine. or waste your time doing something else. Wow. <laughs> Hurtful. It wasn't that good. Anyway, we, watched, uh, we did watch this one separately. Um, I wasn't really looking forward to this movie just because it's not my kind of movie. Um, I'm not big on war movies in general, as we heard with Saving Private Ryan. Um, and this one was, it was good. It just wasn't my cup of tea in regards to the content. So I tried to put that aside going into it, pretty much knowing I wasn't going to enjoy it wholeheartedly just because it's not my kind of movie. Yeah. It's always good to go into a film just knowing you're not going to like it. What I mean is like, (laughs) you know... I just knew it wasn't, yeah, wasn't going to be my thing. It is a dad movie. And mm-hmm. uh, it's funny because there's an episode of the Slash Filmcast where mm-hmm. one of the hosts actually watches this movie and then the other one calls it a dad movie. Mm-hmm. And they have How would a, you define a dad movie? Well, that's they have the argument over mm-hmm. what is a dad movie and is dad movie a pejorative? Okay. Um now you have a dad that I do, I do. loves movies that we both agree are not very my, high quality. My dad enjoys any type of film put in front of him. Right. Generally speaking. <laughs> right. I don't think that's necessarily what this means in this case. A dad movie to me is something that is of a certain theme. Usually that theme is either an underdog story or... Sports and war, I think, mm-hmm. can sometimes. Um, there's like a clear winner and a loser. Not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, there's some kind of like competition or or that. I think that's an element of it. But I'm thinking of things like Ford versus Ferrari, total dad movie to mm-hmm. me. Um, Greyhound, definitely a dad movie. Blowing stuff, blowing up. <laughs> not, not necessarily yeah. prerequisite, but definitely doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, I think, said that it's kind of a movie that you could take a nap in the middle of and still Figure understand out what happens. What, what's going on and That's stuff true. like that, which I think 
you know, that could work. It, it's just kind of that, like... So Bring It On is clearly a dad movie. <laughs> well, no, you could sleep <laughs> through that and not miss anything. Um, but it's just kind of that movie that, you know, it's a safe one to put on at your parents' house when you're home for the holidays, you know? Like, like you know, like, your dad's going to be like, yeah, that was pretty good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> my, my issue with the movie, and it could just be my lack of knowledge when it comes to wars and things like that. Um, we made the argument in Apollo 13 that they were able to use jargon that we didn't know what it meant, but seamlessly made you figure out what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, like, put the doohickey over here, and you were like, okay, I get what the doohickey does. Tons of doohickeys uh, in yes, space. Yes, the, or the, uh, uh, the dingle hopper, you know, whatever, where I felt stupid in this movie where they were using a lot of jargon that, like, I think yeah. the one, he, like, came in and he's like, sir, we only have six deep or something like that. And he's like, oh. And I think I eventually figured out they, like, used a lot of their ammo. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have, like, ammo yeah, left. Yeah, he's talking about how many depth charges and how many death full ranges, depth, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And I know ultimately I got, like, oh, they don't, like, few guns left or something like that you know guns. <laughs> like them have no guns yeah. need gun protect ships yes <laughs> um but just you know like you know the alarms are going off and they're like putting in the starboard and the boom and the whole and and it was just like <laughs> welcome to our new podcast monica <laughs> nautical term <laughs> it was just to me they didn't whatever like apollo 13 did yes. to no. make you understand still what was happening mm-hmm. where i felt like dumb rudderless if you will oh yeah no i i completely concur and it's something that i thought of as i was watching it too but it, this does do you the favor of repeating everything that's said two or yes. three times which, with I, the understand, radar thing and, which yeah. I understand is protocol and it's like the way things work yes. on a ship and that's great uh that being said though they... yeah but repeating it's like somebody that doesn't speak your language and you feel like saying it four times or louder <laughs> yeah that they, do you understand what i'm saying yeah. it doesn't do anything to teach you what it actually means yeah. you just get to hear it again yeah and i i completely agree with that point but i don't think i mean you can still they cut away enough and they show you what's going on mm-hmm. enough to be like Okay, I think he just told him to turn the boat. Yeah. You know, and then that's when you see it. It just... And I also think that because I maybe don't really know a lot about the war, I didn't fully understand the impact of what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I got, okay, they're taking down U-boats. Mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah. But, like, and they took down a lot of them, and that was a really big deal. Like, mm-hmm. and that could just be on me and my background knowledge. Yeah. Where, well, like, I didn't understand, like, the full impact yeah. of what they were accomplishing. Well, they tell you at the beginning that they're mm-hmm. on, a, like, essentially a supply run, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So, like, his, the Greyhound is a ship. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? Our listeners may not have oh, seen the movie, Monica. I thought it was the dog at the end. <laughs> this isn't for you. It's for them. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> No, so they're they're in order to protect the fleet. You have mm-hmm. these like three three or four ships that mm-hmm. you know follow them through whatever the, I think it's called the Black Pit or um, whatever something like that, which yeah. is where they can no longer have air support. Yeah, I got to, that. Like, knock out. So it's just a it's a giant supply mission, and mm-hmm. like these supplies are going to the front lines and you know have vital things towards the war efforts. Mm-hmm. So it's just you know essentially in video games 
in video game terms, it's like an escort mission, mm-hmm. which are the worst levels in any video game ever. <laughs> and Rocco's Modern Life can bite me so hard <laughs> because that's all the game is. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, but they end up killing, you know, like destroying U-boats along the way. Well, yeah, because it's, you know, us or them yeah. at that point. They're, they're the, uh, the wolf is there to hunt the hounds, <laughs> yes. which was the coolest. I No matter what else is going on in the film, the red light scenes at night where yeah. the, the German U-boat is like, Greyhounds, yeah. we found you. Like, that <laughs> was, was cool. That was yeah, and cool. he's like, we'll take you down one by one or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Plus the art of the, the wolf on the U-boat itself was really cool That as was well. cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... We it's, can agree that visually overall it was amazing. Oh, yeah. There's I mean, the they looked shot. like they were on... A boat oh, in the middle of a raging sea. Absolutely. Like, it was pretty convincing that they were like actually there. Yeah. And whatever graphics they used to accomplish that. Yeah. And towards the end, like the final battle, uh, spoilers, where they sink, you know, the wolf. Yes. And they've got torpedoes coming at them like from two different uh, directions. Yeah. And he decides to evade the one by, like, turning and then has to bank really hard. And the second one just kind of skips off the mm-hmm. bow. Like, I thought that scene was really cool. It was cool, yeah. You know, it's like one of those scenes where um, my Uncle Glenn would, like, sit me down. It's like, you don't have to watch the whole movie. Just let me show you this one part. <laughs> you know, that's a, just let me show you this one part type Yeah, scene. I feel like that the, this movie could be. It kind of like, was. And, I mean, scene. that's why it was only 90 minutes and I think it would have been less than 80 if they cut out the completely unneeded un like warranted Elizabeth Shue stuff yeah what there was absolutely no reason no, to in... go off the boat in like before that movie there was absolutely yeah. no point to it whatsoever and he's not even like reunited with her at the end no there's nothing so, there's absolutely no and, reason and for his that. character was not any stronger or weaker for having a love interest. No, because he doesn't mention her at all on the boat. And there's no, like, you know, like the wartime movie of, like, he's got a picture of her that he hangs up next to something, like, He wears the slippers, but you could have cut that, too, and it wouldn't have meant anything. That could have been from his mom. Like, that's not even, like... Yeah. I I agree with you on that. That angered me, to be honest with you. It was just, why? It is not needed at all. (laughs) Uh, So what was uh, your rating for this? Uh, I mean, all that being said, I still gave it a 7.5. I think for what it is, it is done very well. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you or I would, like, search out under normal circumstances. True. I never would have watched this movie if not for this. Yeah. But for the people that would and for the people that like it, I can totally see them saying, this is an amazing movie. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to be said besides the Elizabeth Shue pointlessness about the quality of the film. Okay. You know, it's good for what it is. Yes. Um, I, I was a little bit lower. I needed a 6.5. Again, it's probably more my bias of not really enjoying these types of movies. Um, but I guess, you know, it's a D. Not so much. Okay. <laughs> a little harsh, but, you know. Almost 65. That's I could see it. That's yes. fine. Yeah. Uh, all right. That wraps up Greyhound. Uh, and the next movie didn't get much better. Uh, the next movie we watched was Nothing in Common. Now, this might be a lesser-known Hanks film. Uh, Quick recap, it's Tom Hanks, and uh, his father is played by Jackie Gleason, and his father isn't really doing well, and Tom Hanks is like a big ad executive, uh, and, you know, finding my priorities sort of ensues throughout the movie. Sure. 
Um, I think this was given the title Nothing in Common because it's two movies and they have absolutely nothing nothing to do with each other. (laughs) Because the first maybe 45 to an hour is just him being an ad exec and trying to land this big account. And we don't even meet his dad. I mean, he's in there, but for maybe like three minutes total. And that movie was fine. I liked that movie, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I would have watched that, uh, you know, play out over the next 30 minutes and called it a nice half hour, or Mm -hmm. hour and a half, rather. Yeah. And, you know, gone about my day. But then they just kind of tack on this second movie at the back half about his dad and about him, you know, confronting his dad about how bad of a dad he was. Yeah. Uh, and weird talks with his dad and his mom about Whoa. their relationship. That was really awkward. And yeah, I I didn't like that second movie. No, <laughs> I didn't like that at all. No, the the um yeah the ad exec stuff like the scene where they pitch the commercial to the airlines yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, that's really funny the way they show the commercial and they're playing guitar and like the woman is playing the grandmother. Mm-hmm. That made me laugh really hard. Right, it laugh really, and also really good commercial. It actually, was a really great I commercial. Say. I got a little teary eyed at the end. <laughs> it's like the uh, the Kodak pitch in yeah. Mad Men. <laughs> oh, I have never seen that. No, but I'll take no. your word for it. <laughs> yeah, you don't necessarily need to. It's oh, okay. just a really good Don Draper moment where he sells the carousel is like a thing oh okay but it's it's just like one of those instances where you're you're watching people be very good at their jobs and that is always you know entertaining or at least interesting to watch that's true uh this was another movie i feel like there were more of them on my list that i don't know how tom hanks got this idea of being like this wholesome character yeah because this is another movie where he is a womanizer Mm -hmm. and kind of strings women along and misleads them a little bit into his devotion. And then sort of at the end, he's like, okay, I'm ready to settle down with you now. And she's like, oh, great. Yeah. And I was a little irritated by that. Like, yeah. he's been running around doing whatever. And now he's like, oh, I kind of had this epiphany that life is short. So, yeah, let's settle down. Yeah, he's kind <laughs> of a, like, rich, wonderkind kind of jerk face. <laughs> yeah, kind of like he wasn't... Uh, this character I thought was similar to Volunteers. Uh, ooh, well, I mean... Volunteers is more like a silver spoon, blue blood type guy. You yeah, know, but he's this, still like... This guy was at least a little industrious. You know, he had to true. work to where he got. But where he got yeah. was still like super, you know, like privilege and like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they let him off the hook too with like the secretary. He's like doing all this like terrible stuff. Like she, they move her desk like six feet away from yeah. her. Like in the first 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And then at the end, she's like, you're not joking with me. And he's like, yeah, I don't feel like joking. And she's like, I like those jokes. And then you're like, was, why? Yeah. It's not a joke. <laughs> They're just being dicks to you, Yeah, lady. it was, yeah. <laughs> it, um, yeah, it was really disconjointed. And I think you hit it that it had sort of multiple storylines that might have been interesting on their own. But they kind of, instead of diving deep into one storyline, they kind of skimmed the surface of like three different storylines. Yeah. And it never really came together into one. It's a dramedy that never quite weaves either part into anything cohesive as a whole. Agreed. Uh, So what was your rating for this one? I gave it a four. Yeah, I was was a little more generous and I gave it a 4.5. There were a couple times where, you know, there was something genuinely funny or like the scene where they're pitching Mm -hmm. the airline is good. But other than that, it was just kind of like, okay... 
Are we? We're, are we still going? Yeah, it definitely okay. felt long, and it, it wasn't even it that felt long. Very long. It felt longer than Apollo thirteen, and I think yes. it's like an hour shorter. Yes, <laughs> which is saying a lot. Yeah, I agree. All right, so moving into Thanksgiving Day, which was our last uh, Tom Hanks movie, we closed it out with Bachelor Party. Mm-hmm. Now we. Deliberately sort of picked this one last because I think we were both under the impression that, you know, it was one of his first films and it's like a key Tom Hanks movie Mm -hmm. and neither of us had seen it. So we wanted to watch it for the end. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, part of that's on us because I guess we didn't know exactly what we were in for. Yes. Like I did not sit down uh, with a belly full of way too much food and think to myself, Boy, you know what I could watch right now? Porky's on cocaine. Yes. Like, I really just was not ready for it. And mm-hmm. I forgot, like, halfway through I remembered, oh, there's a donkey thing in this yes. movie. And it's just raunch for the sake of raunch. And it, it's really not funny. There, I mean, I mean, the raunch, the raunchy, yeah, the raunchy part isn't funny. Isn't played for comedy. It's just kind of like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> boobs yes like, <laughs> you know oh, whoa, there's more of them yeah that's kind of it um and again that, tom hanks being like i thought you know i see him in this decade as mr rogers and mm-hmm. like all of these characters and again he's just kind of a know, dick yeah like <laughs> he's just like he's like no i i was i behaved myself here but he still had i mean to be fair he did well i guess we have different definitions of behave yourself well, he didn't do I any feel like drugs or... You know. I, didn't he do some of those drugs? I don't think so. Okay. Well, still. There were drugs there and there were like naked women all around. I'm saying, if you had done that, I still would have been angry. <laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> this is true. But yeah. I There are some parts that are really, really funny. There were. And then there are other parts that are funny dumb. And then there are parts that are just dumb. dumb. Yeah. Just the basest... Like, uh, lowest common denominator, low-hanging fruit type jokes yeah. that have maybe, maybe it's that they don't age well because we've seen other movies do them. True. And maybe they weren't done back then. But I feel like even back then, there were way better comedies that, mm-hmm. like, could, like, even Mel Brooks movies are, like, really stupid dumb, but, you know, better than this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, the... Um, with the the boyfriend that was trying to like sabotage the whole thing. Yeah. Anytime he was on screen, they had this like dun 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 music going oh, on. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Didn't make you like didn't leave you guessing at all what was happening. Yeah. That we was had, a little ridiculous. We actually had like a uh, a soundtrack theme to this week because mm. thinking about Dragnet, I think mm. it might have been a point to a point and a half lower on my scale if it didn't end. With the amazing rap, oh my of gosh, Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd, which was with awesome. The like Miranda rights rap, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and then I thought Greyhound had a, a really good score. Their score was actually. very good. Yes. And then Nothing in Common had the most <gasps> whoa batshit insane montage yeah. songs that I have ever heard. That they didn't even sound like songs. What they sounded like to me were, well, I guess songs, but <laughs> not like radio release songs they sounded to me like songs written for soundtracks by characters in 90s sitcoms like we had a um dinosaurs 
soundtrack, mm-hmm. like a cassette, okay. back in the 90s. And some of those songs were better than the songs that I heard in Nothing in Common. Yeah, well, I felt I felt like they were like commercial songs. Yeah. Like it fit too exact. Like I think the one song was called Nothing in Common. Oh, yeah. And it was like, yeah. we've got nothing in common. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, what is... Yeah. Like that's just too spot on. Yeah. Uh, so I agree. But there was some bad, fun... Yeah, there... There was some funny, um, funny sounds related uh, to it. Yeah. I, um, I, I think of almost all the movies on the list. This one is the one for me that aged the worst. Like as far as just yeah. the way that well, women are portrayed, and I would say this and volunteers for sure, just because of the terrible yeah, but that was like and... yeah, I feel like that was even racist for its time though. Yeah. I don't know. I just, and it, it could just be my view now as an adult who is married. I just, I get sick of these movies that are always like, oh, taking the guy out the night before his wedding or the week before his wedding. And it's like, oh man, now you're the old ball and chain or, oh, freedom is over. Oh, now you're never going to get to do any of this stuff again. And everything changes when you're married. And it just gets on, like, it just bugs me. Yeah. Because, I mean, for some people that may be true, but, like, yeah. it's, I don't know. I, I just feel like that's so old and outdone mm-hmm. that um, I was just sort of, I'm sort of over that. Yeah. I mean, the night before our wedding, all my best man Jeff did was take me to Five Guys, and I think we watched The West Wing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, that's cooler. I no, it say. was The Wire. I'm sorry. It was The Wire. <laughs> Either yeah. way. I'm surprised it wasn't this working. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was I was finishing up the wire before the movie, yeah. before the movie, before the wedding. <laughs> yes, I mean for for some men it's naked women. For you it's Sorkin. So yeah, yeah that's okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Sean really likes Sorkin, guys. <laughs> uh, so Sean, what was your rating for this movie? I gave it a four and a half. I feel like it's just kind of yeah. I don't know. There were there were two or three jokes where it was like, okay, this movie's getting at least a three because yes. those were hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as he plays a dick, Tom Hanks is still hugely charming, you know, when he's not being a dick, like there's still a lot to him that is, is nice. I could see that. Now I'm looking back, I ended up giving it a five. I feel like. What? Yeah, I gave it a five. I feel like maybe. No, I mean, there were, I think you're right that there were a lot of parts where I was legitimately laughing Mm -hmm. really hard. Mm -hmm. All of the... All of the screaming throughout was just really funny to yeah. me. Just everything they would see, and it's like, ah! Yeah, they screamed a lot. So I definitely was, I w- was laughing a lot. I just, I think I didn't necessarily like that I was laughing at it, because it was so stupid. Yeah. It was like, you're better than this, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> this humor is stupid. <laughs> and sometimes you're not. Sometimes yeah. you need a little something. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Fair. what I gave it. Um, so now that was our last movie for Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, so what did you think of the whole process? It started out awesome. And I think what we did made sense, you know, parsing everything out by kind of runtime and looking at what else was going on with us and kind of ordering them that way. But I think we kind of front loaded a lot of the stuff we were really excited for. I agree. And I think these past two weeks have been kind of just like, all right, let's sit down, let's put on the movie. Now, yes. th- there have been some gems in there, you know, mm-hmm. some really good stuff, like your Dragnets, like your um, 
herbs, mm-hmm. you know, like other that things. That thing you do. That, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, these these past two weeks have been a bit of a slog. I agree. And I think we could have offset that by having some bigger names in the back half. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't have to be adults mm-hmm. and have jobs yeah. and commitments. <laughs> right. <clears throat> that we could have just watched them whenever willy-nilly. But we yeah. had to, like, be responsible and, and uh, you know, and portion them out accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I, w- I would agree with you that towards the end it felt, like, a little bit like a job. Like, yeah. oh, okay, we have to watch this movie today. And, I mean, watching a movie a day, you know, no matter what else is going on, it's going to feel that way no matter what. Sure. So, it, I, you know, I think we could have we could have done some to alleviate that, but no matter mm-hmm. what we were watching, it was going to kind of feel like that after 26 days. Yeah. Although I never got sick of actually seeing Tom Hanks. True. That was never... That was never the case. Okay. I'm a little worried how much you got flustered by that sentence. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, You're blushing pretty hard now. Everybody loves Tom Hanks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so looking back at our list, um, are there any films that really surprised you, either for how good they were or how bad they were? Well, I mean, we just said Bachelor Party kind of surprised us as to what that really was and, mm-hmm. you know, how that was. Um, I think... Larry Crown kind of surprised me, just because... You thought it'd be better or worse? Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for clarifying. I don't, I don't know. It was just like, oh, that's what this is. Because he doesn't, he doesn't typically do the kind of slice of life, spend a month with... Sure. Character study films, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was just this like, and he wrote this one too. Yeah, and that was just this like really small kind of nice movie, Mm -hmm. you know, that wasn't World War Two. It wasn't teaching Elvis how to dance and playing ping pong (laughs) and telling presidents he had to urinate and Mm -hmm. etc. And it wasn't you know these like big grand romantic stalking gesture <laughs> yeah uh romantic comedy you know it's mm-hmm. just like this nice little low stakes calm film yeah that's a good that's a good point i was really surprised how much i enjoyed captain phillips that's a good one yeah yeah and i think i think it's because it's kind of that type of movie that i was going in thinking i wasn't going to enjoy and i was thinking like oh well i know what happens this was actually in the news, so, you know, I know how it's going to turn out. How are they going to keep my interest? Uh, and I was really surprised at how suspenseful it still was and how it kept me guessing. Mm-hmm. Even though I knew what was going to happen at the end, I was still sort of surprised um, at the end, and it wasn't uh, boring. I yeah. thought I was going to be bored yeah. by it. So I was really surprised how much I did enjoy uh, I did enjoy that one. Sure. Yeah, I think uh, also movies like the the man with one red shoe and mm-hmm. kind of dragnet, even just the kind of like old school comedies, mm-hmm. kind of surprised me with how much they do actually still work. Yeah, and um, just how like truly classic they are. You know, Money Pit as well. That's great. And, yes. Yeah. Um, of course, I... Joe the volcano just surprised me in like what it was in general. So weird. Um, I was sadly disappointed in Sleepless in Seattle, the rewatch. I think I just had in my head that it is just such a great 
romantic comedy. And then as I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, like, where's the cool romance part? Or where's the the cool part where I'm, like, really rooting for them? And this is weird and creepy. Uh, So I almost wish I hadn't watched that one and just had it in my head as being (laughs) this great romantic comedy. It definitely took me by surprise, too, in that they don't even meet each other till the end of the film. It's like, wait, people use this as, like, a measuring stick for... (laughs) Romantic comedies? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I still don't get it. I don't get that one at all. Yeah. So now after watching 26 Tom Hanks movies, um, how do you feel about Tom Hanks now as opposed to before we started this? Yeah. So, I mean, when we talked about putting this together and putting the list together way back in episode one, we talked about doing this kind of so that I could watch, you know, those classic mm-hmm. Tom Hanks ones and... Because you hadn't seen many of them. No, I really hadn't. Um, And mea culpa, sir. (laughs) Because (laughs) I saw him as just kind of this, you know, oh, he's Tom Hanks. He, like, Mm -hmm. does, like, good movies, and they're all solid, and he's a movie star. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that is who he is. He's not, like, you know, amazing actor guy. He's Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks. You know, he's everybody's granddad. Yes. (laughs) What I've come to find out is that Tom Hanks is a genius mm-hmm. and possibly the greatest actor of our lifetime. Oh, wow. That is a bold statement. I mean, look what he can do, though. Yeah. He can do, as much as I think it's blah, Forrest Gump. He mm-hmm. can do Castaway. He can mm-hmm. do Apollo 13, uh, The Green Mile, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. These amazing dramas that, you know, make you highly emotional for mm-hmm. a number of reasons. The other side of the coin, you've got the Burbs, you've got the Money Pit, mm-hmm. you've got the Man with One Red Shoe. These hysterical, yeah. hysterical comedies in both timing and physicality. Mm-hmm. Like, we've remarked numerous times how funny he can be with his body. And just Absolutely. Like how he manipulates things. This nonverbal, yeah. It's just so fun. Dragnet, same thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's got other things where he just plays nice, down-to-earth type characters, uh-huh. you know? He's nothing special in that thing you do, but he drives that movie through the back half. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, every movie, again, with the exception of uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Mm -hmm. is made better putting Tom Hanks into it. Sure. You know, I just, he's... Or it's no worse off for Tom Hanks being in it. Right, yes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, at the Mm -hmm. very worst. Yeah. Like, your movie's gonna be okay. Yes. (laughs) You know, you didn't make a mistake, except for, again casting him as Mr. Rogers because he's Tom Hanks and he's not Mr. Rogers. That's fair. Yeah. I found myself surprised in, as I mentioned before, that he did like as many raunchy movies as he did yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Like, you know, Tom Hanks is just sort of, like you said, he's everybody's dad or granddad mm-hmm. that I was sort of like, wow, he does, he did these movies too. <laughs> like I thought he was like clean, wholesome actor guy yeah. and it wasn't always wasn't always the case. No, no. Sometimes, often, very different. Yeah, I was also really impressed. Um, like I knew he did a lot of movies, but when we would look at the time span of when these movies were made, you know, as we would watch one, we'd kind of think like, okay, did this come before or after this movie? Yeah. And we're looking it up on IMDb, and it's like, oh, this is two of the four movies he did between eighty four and eighty five, and I think we looked from starting in nineteen eighty four. 
until 2020, there's only like two years that he yeah. didn't do a movie. Yeah. Whether it was writing, acting, producing, whatever. Yeah, and it's highly possible that he only didn't release a film in that year because he was spending so much time acting or writing yeah. or producing another one, which I, I would assume like things like Castaway and oh, yeah. even, you know, Forrest Gump took a, Long time. a massive amount of time and effort to mm-hmm. create. And, yeah, he's prolific. He's amazing. Yeah. Like, I think, if anything, I just appreciate he's maybe, like, the hardest working man in Hollywood, just what he yeah. what he accomplishes. Yeah. So, definitely a newfound appreciation Absolutely. for him through this process. Not, not to keep name-dropping other podcasts, but <laughs> uh, I don't know how many of you are really into comics, so I doubt you'll leave us for this one right away. But iFanboy, one of my favorite podcasts, has a... An official list of GDATs, and that's G D A T, and that stands for Goddamn American Treasures. Uh, and Tom Hanks is the the GDAT, like he is the person who like created the the category itself. And yes. you know, I was always like, yeah, he is, you know, etc. But no, he is. There, period, end of sentence. There is no way around it. He is a goddamn American treasure. That's fair. Uh, so it's time for our final. Power Hankings. <laughs> right. uh, I'm gonna miss that. I'm sure yeah. none of you are, but yeah. I'm gonna miss it. We will. <laughs> All right, um, so I'm gonna start with the bottom uh, part of the list. Yeah, we're gonna kind of break it into two and start yeah. from the middle out because yeah. nobody cares about the middle of the list. You yes. care about what we thought was the worst and what we thought was the best, yeah. right? And speaking of the middle of the list, as you may have guessed, we we ended up having a couple of ties. Um, some movies that. To two to four movies that might have had the same number. Um, we did go back and kind of looked at those groupings mm-hmm. and we like ranked the, the ratings. So we said, okay, these four movies all came up with a, you know, 6.5. Well, let's look at the four of them and decide which one should go one, two, three, four. Right. And we sort of decided on that together mm-hmm. to give the final, uh, the final list. And did, um, we, did we mention that we also looked back at them like, oh, yeah. again you know True. now with some space between us and the the viewings we kind of put in our final solidified numbers mm-hmm. yeah and and also in comparison to the other movies like i gave both of these movies a five well mm, this one was way better than that one so this one's gonna get a 5.5 yeah. and this one's gonna get a whatever yeah there was a curve yeah absolutely uh so coming in at number 14 was hologram for a king Fifteen was Larry Crown. Sixteen was Sully. Seventeen, Castaway. Eighteen, Joe versus the Volcano. Nineteenth on our list was Greyhound. Twenty, Charlie Wilson's War. Twenty-one was Big, which might make some of our listeners angry. Yeah. Bachelor Party came in at twenty-two. Sleepless in Seattle was twenty-three. And our bottom three. Our bottom three movies coming in in 24th place was Punchline. But um, Oh, yeah. But um, nothing. And in an interesting turn of events for this week, Volunteers was not the last movie on our list now. Volunteers came in second to last. And the worst movie on our list was Nothing in Common. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just it, a slog. It was not. It was not great. No, no, no it um, was not. So, Sean, take us to what was great. Let's look at the top of our list. Sure. So, starting at number uh, thirteen was "You've Got Mail," mm-hmm. 
Number 12 was The Man with One Red Shoe. Number 11, and this one's going to cheese a lot of people off, Mm. was Forrest Gump. It was close to the top 10. It was close to the top 10, but I think oh, there's a lot of people who put it top 5. Yeah. Uh, number 10, starting that top 10, Dragnet. Uh, okay, so here we said we kind of went through and ranked clusters, you know, as, as much as we could. So we had a three-way tie for 7 that we cannot break ourselves. And that three-way tie was Captain Phillips, Saving Private Ryan, and The Birds. These films are very different very, mm-hmm. very different yes. films. So it's very hard for us to rank it. Mm-hmm. I, Yeah. I mean, we we even went so far as to assign them, you know, one, two, and three of our own, and then assign point values to those, and it was, it was still a tie. A tie yeah. Three-way tie. <laughs> so you can help us break the tie mm-hmm. and comment mm-hmm. on our, our post on Instagram at Married Movies Podcast or email us at mar- Married Movies Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Dragnet, Captain Phillips, Saving Private Ryan. No. Or, sorry, Captain Phillips, Saving Private Ryan, and The Burbs. Which one would you put top? Which one's the worst? Okay, so number six, The Terminal. Just missed out on the top five, which is very surprising to me given how much you had set me up to. Like, I know, I. You I'm, not like it. I really didn't like it the first time I watched it. I don't. I don't know. I was young college student then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I very much enjoy it. Oh, it's, that it's really good. So, our top five. <sighs> Starting number five, The Money Pit. Absolutely Hilarious. deserves to be a top five yes. movie. Number four, That Thing You Do! Exclamation point. Oh, no? <laughs> Where are the shades? You gotta put the, the sunglasses yeah. on. Number three, Philadelphia fantastic movie great movie number two the green mile and number one if you've been following along you know it is <laughs> apollo 13 yeah, i still can't think of anything bad to say about that movie i really can't it's so so and bad. man if if you had looked if i had looked at this list you know before we started mm-hmm. and said what do you think would have been number one yeah i don't think i would have thought apollo 13 I know you hadn't I, seen it. I would have. I would have penciled it in top five. Yeah, but not number one. Yeah. I thought. Um, I thought Green Mile was going to be number one. Just yeah. it's just. I really it was a fantastic have, movie. I really but. didn't have expectations for the Green Mile, and mm-hmm. I think that helped because it blew me away with like what it was mm-hmm. until the end, where they go back and he's an old guy, and then there's a rat. Yes. But. I digress. Yeah. You can listen to episode two to hear <laughs> yeah. all of my thoughts about that. Um, I'm really happy with our top five, though. I I really am, too. You have, I mean, if you look at it, right, you have the writer-director, Tom Hanks, and that thing you do. Mm-hmm. You have the... Um, Hilarious Tom Hanks. <laughs> yes, in the money pit. Mm-hmm. You've got the chronicler of real-world events, Tom Hanks, in mm-hmm. Apollo 13 and Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the just great work original of, story yeah mm-hmm. well original is Stephen king yeah that's yeah. what i mean yeah not tom hanks original but yeah um yeah so i, I think it's a great cross-section of his career you've got early you've got late you've got mm-hmm. mid yeah definitely showcases all the things that we love about tom hanks yeah in those five movies yeah so i am very hankful for this whole wow. endeavor well you can't mean. wow that it's the whole name of the <laughs> thing that we're doing very hankful <laughs> yes. um yeah 
I, it, it's been a lot of fun. I don't think we're going to do a daily movie thing. No, it was, it was taxing towards yes. the end. Yes, we have. And I want to, there, my movie list of things that I want to watch has grown since we've done this because we have yes. not watched, we have not watched any movie besides Tom Hanks movies. Right. We are uh, this trying, month. yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to find new films that are going to be watched, you know, and uh, when you're watching things from 1984 every day, it's, yes. it's tough to really, you know, make any headway in your, like, Netflix queues or your, you know, saved on Hulu's. Yes. Well, we'll have lots of content for our upcoming podcasts. Yes. Because we have a long list of movies that we want to watch. Yes, including a peek behind the curtain at how we choose what movie to yes. uh, watch, which may save you guys some, some fights in your own homes. That's what I was thinking. Like, the key to a good marriage is the movie game that we're going to teach you yes. in our next episode. <laughs> yes. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for coming along this journey with us. Mm-hmm. Tell us again why we're wrong about X film, why we should have watched Splash, you know. Oh, yeah. Why, uh, and what your... Why Sean is wrong for hating Forrest Gump. Yeah, tell me. No, <laughs> seriously, tell me, because I, I mean, I've watched it now, and I just, I, I kind of don't get it, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and tell us what your top five Hanks movies are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'll do it for this yeah. week's episode <laughs> of the podcast. Yes. So thanks for listening to Married at at the the Movies. Recording a test. It's a test I'm recording. I'm recording a test.